The game may be over, but our coverage of Utah Jazz basketball is just beginning. This is the Utah Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Right corner three. Pow! Presented by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. The Jazz win tonight over Oklahoma City by the score of 110-109, thanks to a Donovan Mitchell game-winning shot. Uh, Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. Let's take a look at your sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Uh, I was surprised to see, Tim, that the Jazz shot 50% from the field tonight, 43 of 86 36% from three, 13 of 36. They were led by Boyan Bogdanovich with 23 points on eight of 17 shooting, five of nine from three. Donovan and Mike Conley both scored 20 points apiece. Again, Mike, one assist short of a triple-double, 20 points, 10 rebounds, and nine assists. Jordan Clarkson had 16 points coming in off the bench. Rudy Gobert was good once again, 12 points, 10 boards, four block shots for Rudy, and a really great defensive possession in the last possession uh, of the game. On the other side, the Thunder... Uh, shot 46.5%. They were 15 of 38 for three. They were led by Lou Dort and his 26 points. That, this had to have been the, the best shooting performance of his career. Nine of 11 uh, shooting, five of seven from three. And three of those 26 points coming in the third quarter, which uh, could have possibly won it for the Thunder. I mean, it was a huge shot. Yeah, he hits that shot. And, and it's it's the we should start calling it the TLC jinx because – um, you know, I talked about Dort and how great he's been. I was like, you know, the one thing about him, he just has a difficult time consistently knocking down the jumper, the three. And at five for six, he looked over at me like, Dort again, Timmy. So um, that was Lou. That was Lou, Tim, in case you're wondering. Down. <laughs> Big Lou. He old, Sweet well, Lou. He shoots 29% from, the, from three, or he did last year. So, but, I mean. I'm telling you, that's the craziest part about this game is you go in there, you've got a scheme, you've got a game plan. Hey, and the Jazz were, you know, on the strong side, okay? So the ball's on the right side of the floor, and you're defending Dort in the right side corner. Um, you know, most times in the NBA, you're not going to give help off of off the corner on any kind of drive. But the Jazz tonight with Dort, like Donovan was sitting right there in the gap, uh, you know, and they were saying, hey, pitch it out there to Dort. Because that's what the numbers and the odds say. Um, but I can't tell you the number of times one game stands out. We were playing Houston in the Marriott Center, and they had a guy who was like 0 for 16 from 3 on the season. And we're like, yeah, we're just going to play off him and make him pitch it out. And, of course, he makes three threes, and, <laughs> and it was the kind of the X factor in the game. So um, Dort's, as you can see, Dort's going to be a great player. He plays with crazy great energy. He really takes pride in his defense, but man, if he can get that three-point shot going, he's going to be a—he's going to be in the league a long time. All right, let's go back to Oklahoma City, where Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder is addressing the media. Uh, we'll go ahead and get started. First question from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Quinn, there was a lot of trouble in the game between getting off to a slow defensive start and then kind of the turnovers in the third quarter, but. It seemed like you guys really just kind of found ways to make the right plays at the end. What was what was kind of your assessment in getting the game ultimately turned around? Yeah, I mean, we didn't. There, there were stretches we just didn't play well, you know. And you named a few things, and 
Uh, they made some they made some shots early, which I thought uh, was a little bit deflating for us. But they, those shots were were too open, um, and I thought we just got better, you know, as, as the game went on. We had different guys carry us during stretches. Um, Donovan at the end, um, Mike Boyan, JC, all those guys had good minutes for us offensively. And I, I thought on the defensive end, um, we tightened it up, you know, down the stretch. And uh, that was, you know, you have to get stops to win. Um, and they, they played hard. And, uh, you know, we, we, I don't feel like we played our best, but that's, that's the, you know, that's the challenge to, to figure out how to win when you're, you know, you don't have your best game. So we hopefully can take this and, and build on it and keep getting better. Uh, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Coach, you had a, a lot of heroes at different times in this game, whether it was Bogey, Rudy, but I want to talk about Mike Conley, the one assist shy from a triple-double tonight. Just what he brought tonight, his hustle, what he gave you guys. Well, you know, he, he made plays, and, and he made great decisions. He got in the paint. You know, he found, um, he found Rudy and Fave rolling. He was able to finish in there. Um, just did a lot of things real well. And, uh, you know, his poise on the offensive end, I thought, really helped us. And as you said, you know, getting after, there was a few rebounds that were 50-50 balls. And, you know, those were big buckets or, or big rebounds that we, we came up with because, you know, they can score on the other end. And it's um, we can score on the other end, I should say, and they get a putback. So uh, Mike had a gritty performance, I think, is the best way to describe it. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Quinn, obviously Rudy's defense is critical to everything that you guys do, but how important was it and what did you see out of him in those final moments of that fourth quarter? Well, he made some big plays. You know, we were needing to switch uh, on that pick and roll not, not too soon, um, but their bigs are popping and trying to get back to those shooters, and that means Rudy's got to guard, you know, Alexander and Hill and those guys in the paint. Um, you know, and they made a couple tough shots, but I think you know, over time, the, the, it's tough to finish over Rudy. So I, I think we were communicating better, and that put him in those situations, and, you know, he was effective. Ben Anderson, KSL Sports. Quinn, Lou Dort was really good on Donovan uh, through the first three and a half quarters, but Donovan had your last 12 points. What did, what did you see from him? What changed? Well, I think, first of all, you know, Lou Dort is just, he's, he's one of the best on-ball defenders in the league. We saw that you know, last year, I think, in the playoffs. Um, it was, you know, he was featured, in, in a sense, in, in, in his assignments. And anytime somebody's that physical, um, that quick, and that determined, uh, you know, it's going to be hard. And I thought Donovan you know, did a better job of kind of trying to set up and get help and, and using screens and pick and roll and just kind of take what they give you, you know. And he, he started taking his pull-up um, from three, and I think that allowed him then also to get to the rim. Uh, and as you said, you know, that's the idea to, you know, to get better as the game goes on. And, you know, he came up big at the end. All right. One last question. Jenny Carlson, the Oklahoman. Hey, Quinn, this is obviously a remade Thunder roster, uh, new coaching staff largely as well. Um, what did you see tonight out of the Thunder that looked familiar to teams of the past and what seemed different about this group? Well, I think they've always, you know, had really good, you know, perimeter defenders. You know, they, they, they've had guys that can stay in front and guard the ball. Um, you know, with, with Al and Mike Muscala, 
you know, that's been a different look um, with the spacing five. Um, but, you know, their ability to, you know, to, to go off the dribble, um, they've always, you know, been hard-nosed defensively. Those are, you know, the things that, that, you, that, that are either consistent or, you know, or maybe a little different than we've seen. Thank you, Coach. There you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder as they come away with win 110-109 in Oklahoma City against the Thunder. Uh, he talked about the, the Thunder playing good perimeter defense. Give them a lot of credit. They absolutely do that. And Lou Dort scored a ton of points, but he also did a really good job of uh, guarding Donovan Mitchell, at least up until the last few minutes of the fourth quarter. Yeah, and, and you can see the, the nucleus of those young guys is going to be good for them. Um, you know, Dort's a guy who could, you know, if he can evolve his shot, you know, there really isn't anything he can't do. So, um, you know, it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a build. But as we talked about, they have a whole slew of picks coming and um, an opportunity to rebuild that thing. Um, I loved, you know, he, he really complimented Dort. And, and I love that Donovan, that that was the guy he went at. Dort did a pretty good job all night on frustrating Donovan. Um, but Donovan got that last basket. And again, the Jazz pack their Gucci bag and yeah. get out with a W. Better get that right. Um, Shea Gilgis-Alexander had 23 points, but it took him 21 shots. He was 9 of 21. He did add seven assists and uh, three rebounds. Came up one uh, shot short of winning the ball game for his team. But, you know, he's going to be a really good player. We were talking uh, as we were watching the game. He's put on a little weight. He's got that basketball build, uh, and he's obviously very highly skilled. I, I think the future is actually really bright for this Oklahoma City team. And I, and I think it work, it'll work, too, because I think all these guys really – they understand who they are. You know, there's, I don't think there's a whole lot of entitlement. I think they've done a good job of selecting guys that fit. Um, I agree. Alexander does. He looks like he's put on some, some weight. The physicality isn't bothering him as much. Uh, he keeps on this trend though, man, he's going to be a real, real problem. All right, let's go back to Oklahoma city where Rudy Gobert is addressing the media. All right, go ahead and get started. Uh, first question will be from David James, KUTV. Rudy, do you take it pretty personally when they keep coming to the paint and going at you with a game on the line? I mean, I wouldn't say that it's a great strategy, but you know we gotta, you know we gotta play defense how we we want to play it, and uh, we want them to to attack me. You know that's that's the whole game plan, and uh, you know it's on me to uh, try to make sure they don't score easily under the basket. All right, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Rudy, um, we're seeing more of, and in tonight in particular, you and Mike in the pick and roll. Uh, what's that chemistry like, and how is how do you see that coming together so far this season? I think it's been uh, it's been fun. You know, I feel like we we're finding our chemistry. Uh, whether it's me and Mike, me and Donovan, me and Boyan. You know, we really are, you know, starting to, to get the good habits. And uh, even if we, you know, we still don't get connected, like we, like we want to, to the level, to the level that we want to get to, uh, I feel like, you know, we're getting better every game. So it's, uh, you know, we're going to keep working at it. And, uh, and uh, hopefully in the, in the two games will be uh, even better. Tony Jones, The Athletic. Rudy, what have you done in the past to, um, to, to be better at or to be more proficient on switches onto guards. Um, it seemed like they tried to force you on SGA and G Hill a lot today. And uh, obviously down the stretch, uh, you got that stop on SGA. Uh, 
you know, what, what have you been your thoughts just through your career uh, on switching and, and how have you gotten better? I think I've got better every year, uh, especially guarding, guarding shooting bigs, you know, being able to close out and, and recover. It was something that four years ago was, you know, taking me a little bit out of my comfort zone. Um, I mean, there's a narrative that I can't get on the matter, but the numbers, you know, prove every year that it's not true. So, you know, there's going to keep doing what we do. And, uh, you know, whenever we get a, uh, me switched on the guard, we, we feel like we, we did a good job defensively. Uh, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, was there any significance for you tonight in, in finally getting to play in Oklahoma City after what happened back on, on March 11th? Does this, does coming back and, you know, getting the tip going and then, you know, finishing up by winning the game give you any sort of closure or, or were you already kind of Did you, Eric, what did I don't you tell think, yeah, sorry. sorry, I hit the, I hit the mute button too early. Or, or were you already kind of long over it at this point? Regarding the basketball game, you know, it's just basketball. So I was just trying to be focused on getting, you know, getting the win. Uh, the one thing that was of course a little, a little different was being back at the same hotel. And uh, obviously you have all the, all the, the memories coming back. So it's uh, a little bit of a weird atmosphere, but uh, you know, I'm happy that we're able to come back and, and get a win. All right, we have one last question. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Rudy, tonight you guys, you guys would go on these runs, have these hot stretches, but then turnovers. Uh, we saw that last game too. How do you iron that out? You just gotta be better and smarter. You know, I, I feel like we, Every time we execute and we get a, you know, we get a good defensive possession, uh, we get a good shot, or we we attack the basket and, and move the ball, we something good happens. And down the stretch, I think we had a few good possessions offensively, but uh, we had a few bad ones, and we need to, you know, watch film, do whatever we got to do to to clean that up and uh, and uh, be a little more efficient on that end. But I'm I'm happy the way we play defensively, and uh, tonight I believe that. All defense won us the game down the stretch. All right, that's it. Thank you, Rudy. Thank you. Rudy Gobert, who thinks it was not a wise move for them to come at him with that last play. <laughs> he, he said, I, I, would, I wouldn't say it's a good, a great strategy. I love that. I mean, hey, he's confident um, in his ability, and he backs it up. And he played well all, all night yeah. tonight. He's, he's actually played really well in all three games so far. Yeah, I mean, he is... I talked about his rebound, but he's scoring double figures every night. I mean, it's, he's doing everything you asked him to do, for sure. 110 to 109 is your final. Uh, we want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Ava available now. Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. We'll have more uh, sound from the locker room for you and more analysis from Coach Tim Lacombe coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe. The Jazz beat the Thunder tonight, 110-109. Post Game, of course, brought to you by friends of Mark Miller's Subaru. Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Uh, check them out online, markmillersubaru.com. Uh, Tim, let's get to your Serta Pro points in the paint, brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting you do life. Uh, points in the paint tonight. Jazz outscore the Thunder, but not by much. 50 to 48. And of course, uh, the most important two coming at the end of the game is Donovan Mitchell makes that running layup. Yeah, we talked about it at halftime. The, the offense had its struggles, but defensively, for the most part, the Jazz played well enough to be able to keep the game within reach and find a way to win. Um, which, you know, last year we saw games like this really get out of hand when the Jazz couldn't get going offensively so to their credit uh defensively they they hung in there and uh, and kind of stifled oklahoma city down the stretch and in the paint um and did enough um on their side to, to get the win all right let's go back to oklahoma city mike conley one assist away from a triple double is addressing the media uh first question we'll have from david james KUTV. Mike, the turnovers seem to come and go, and when you weren't turning the ball over, things are going pretty well. And when you did, they seemed to get away from you. What, what triggered that, and then what fixed it? Well, I think um, you know there was a couple of times where our spacing kind of broke down, uh, leading to you know two guys being in the same spot or um, somebody not being where they're supposed to be, and we were just you know careless with the ball in those times. And um, when we do got the you know, the guys in right spots and running correctly and lanes filled, uh, we really can move the ball. We really can attack the, the 45 and get to the rim and, and make plays for each other. And that's, that's, that's our basketball, and that's what we want to try to get to. Um, but we just got to be more consistent on, you know, the mental side of the turnovers and not trying to let that uh, affect us in the way it has been. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. What's that, Mike? Is it? Is it just early season jitters? I mean, you guys played so well offensively in the first regular season game and then preseason as well. And then, you know, obviously these last couple of games, maybe a higher level of defensive pressure. I mean, kind of what is it that's making it harder than maybe you thought it would be? Uh, you know, I think it's a, it's a combination of things. I think we're playing hard. I think we're trying to do the right things. We're trying to run, but we just got to do it more consistent. Um, we're getting shots that we want offensively. I know a lot of guys probably feel that they – um, have missed some, missed some that they should have been making, and uh, and I know you know for myself and the rest of the team we we're getting the looks we want, and uh, and defensively we'll we'll continue to put stop after stop together as as the game goes on, as the season goes on, just because of the way uh, we're building, we're you know our mindset defensively, but offensively we've got to keep on you know chipping away at it, and you know like tonight Bogey didn't have a good first half, the second half he really turned it up, and and Donovan the same way, so I mean we just got to continue to get get those guys in a rhythm and I uh, think, you know, everything will start to click a little bit better. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Mike, you, Rudy and the pick and roll is uh, really coming together. We saw that tonight. Is that where you want it to be at this season? Uh, well, yeah, I think to start this year off, I think we've done very, you know, uh, a lot of work uh, in, the, in the preseason and practicing just, you know, with me and him, uh, with the coach uh, trying to figure out uh, where he wants the ball, when to pass it to him, when not to, uh, in different situations. And uh, it's starting to come together. I think it, it really, you know, it's clicking a little bit there in the bubble. And um, and now having some more time under our belt, I think it's just going to continue to get better. 
Okay, we have time for one more. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Similarly, Mike, uh, you had said that last season, it was a little bit of a learning experience, kind of a learning curve, getting used to where you were supposed to be on defense and getting used to having Rudy back there and that um, being him being able to switch out onto the guards. How important and how much confidence do you have now after being with him for you know a year that he's going to be able to handle those situations? And I have uh, you know complete trust in, in, in Rudy and everybody on the team. I mean, um, a lot of the defensive concepts were a little bit different for me coming into here. You know, playing 13 years in a separate system um, is hard to break out of. But you know, just being able to have those guys in my ear continually, you know, helping me and, and helping me understand it. You know, every day, every every game, I have a, a mistake. They're they're keeping me accountable and 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 I'm watching the film on it and learning the next day. So I uh, feel really good about it. I feel like I know where to be. I know, you know, I can call the play out for them. I can kind of put them in the spots now and um, it's starting to click a little bit there on the defensive end. All right, that's it. Thanks, Mike. All right, thank you. Mike Conley, who was very good tonight, Tim, uh, played well throughout the entire game. In fact, really gave them a lift there in the third quarter when they needed it. Eight of 15, 20 points. 10 rebounds, nine assists, just one uh, assist shy, obviously, of a triple-double. He's never had one of those in his career, and I heard him talk Heard him talk right there. He was he was really good. Yeah, he was really good, and uh, for as good as Rudy played um, and Donovan making the shot and Bogey kind of coming back, um, I think Conley gets the game ball tonight. They, he kept a minute. Um, you know, when Jazz were struggling offensively, he made enough plays to keep a minute and keep it within uh, within shouting distance. So, uh, you know, Mike has definitely improved, you know, in his connection with Rudy. You can definitely see that. But I think with everybody and uh, a huge number, and we talked about the, the 20 points and the 10 assists, or excuse me, 10 rebounds, which were huge. And in a one-possession game, the fact that he got 10 rebounds is really massive. And, and then nine assists, but only two turn- turnovers with as much as he had the ball in his hands, which is a great sign. In fact, on that note, let's do the Master of the Glass, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. They're here for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred uh, auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light uh, is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, uh, Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. And uh, uh, tonight, Conley had 10 rebounds. Rudy Gobert also had 10 rebounds, Tim we got to make Conley tonight's master of the glass. Is it, I think it's the first time in his uh, run with the Jazz that Mike Conley's been the master of the glass tonight. So way to go. Seven defensive rebounds, three offensive, ten total for the Jazz point guard. And one other thing, I mean, we talked about Mike. Uh, I, th- I thought Royce played great tonight. Um, you know, we talk about it, it really does take a special guy to play 34 minutes and get three shots. But he drained his two threes and then – you know, was great on the glass as well at six boards. So great evening from, from Royce as well. Yeah. I, uh, I've talked to you about this a bunch. What I like about Royce, he's willing to do all the things that uh, nobody else is willing to do. And he doesn't take a total, uh, ton of shots for the effort. So, yep. and when he can make the ones he takes, that's even better. Yeah. Right. That helps. Mm-hmm. And he did shoot over 40% last year, close to 40% last year. I'd have to go double check what that final number turned out to be. But I mean, that's, that's a really good number from somebody who doesn't require a lot of shots. No doubt about it. All right, let's go back to Oklahoma city. Boyan Bogdanovich uh, addressing the media. All right, we'll get started. First question, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. 
point on, you got off to another kind of rough shooting start. It seemed like maybe you were kind of favoring your wrist for a little while in the first half, and then you really kind of caught fire in the third quarter. Uh, just wondering how you're feeling physically and also uh, what, what changed for you after halftime? I mean, I, I feel pretty well physically, but uh, I miss playing. I mean, I didn't play for, for seven, eight months. I didn't touch the basketball. I couldn't play the the pickup games and whatever the other guys are doing. So I I got to get back to, to that feeling to, to, to make a rare decision. I'm, I'm playing in a crowd. I'm taking the shots that they're not my shots. So I got to stay, got to stay confident and, and, and maybe play more of each of, of other players. All right, David James, KUTV. Did you hurt your wrist during the game? What happened there? And uh, how did it feel as you played through it? Actually, I felt pretty well in the, in the first play of third quarter. Someone hit me pretty hard in my wrist. And then then I, I started play started play brother. So maybe I needed that that hit to change to change something. So my wrist adjust after that after that hit pretty well. So like I said, I got a got to take take better shots, better decisions, and, and, and I miss that, that, that feeling still. All right, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Boyan, you said that you're taking shots that aren't really the ones that you want to be taking. What's the difference between what you are taking and what you want? I mean, I got to get in a, in a game with some easy, easy stuff. Today, again, I went in a game with a, with a couple layups and then a couple, couple mid-range shots that they are not my, my shots. I mean, and then after that, I hit the, the first three, then I started to feel a little bit better hard and then I can, I can do whatever, whatever I want. But uh, from the beginning of the game, I gotta, I gotta be a little bit smarter right now because I'm not playing like I supposed to play. Okay, that's it. Thank you, Boyan. Boyan Bogdanovich had an excellent second half for the Utah Jazz. Ended up the night with 23 points on 8 of 17, shooting 5 of 9 from 3. And uh, that was uh, a, a very a much better performance in the second half than the first. And he really struggled against Minnesota. So good to see Boyan bounce back. And they need him to be good. Uh, you know, he's, he's a guy who really does create a ton of issues uh, for the other team. And him playing in that fourth quarter and making the shots he made and and getting his numbers around to, to numbers that we're used to with Bojan um, is, a, is a great sign. But, um, man, his his presence and his ability to get baskets, uh, he talked about the way he gets them, uh, is really important for this team. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, the attempts were up, too. I mean, I, um, Locks talked about it before. Quinn Snyder wants to see his attempts in the double digits. Pretty close tonight. Five of nine. If you're going to bang down five of nine threes, you know, five makes any game, you're going to take it, right? Fire away. <laughs> if anybody's got the green light on the team, uh, no doubt it, it's him. All right, we want to remind you, go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at Mar markmillersubaru.com. We'll let you hear from Donovan Mitchell coming up next. Your final tonight, the Jazz beat the Thunder 110-109 to right here on the Jazz Radio Network.
Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe, Jazz winners. 110-109 over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Jazz Game Night Post Game brought to you by Mark Miller's Subaru. Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. We'll get you back to Oklahoma City coming up here momentarily. Uh, but let's check out your three-point takeover, sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Jazz tonight, 13 of 36 from three, 36.1%. Uh, they were led by Bogdanovich, who was 5 of 9. Royce O'Neal was 2 of 2. Mike Conley, 2 of 6. Donovan Mitchell, uh, 2 of 10. Jordan Clarkson was 2 of 5 coming in off the bench. Joe Ingles tonight uh, missed. He was 2 of 4. His two misses came from 3. Tim, he had 4 points, 3 assists, and 4 rebounds. But uh, Joe did not look to be playing his best out there tonight. And you certainly expect a, at least a couple of made threes or certainly more attempts than two. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, he didn't look like he had... Like, I almost wonder if he wasn't feeling well um, because he was having a difficulty, you know, handling it a little bit. And then he got stripped the one time, kind of made an uncharacteristic pass. And and then I think, you know, him running the floor, you know, if the Jazz really want to get more threes up, they got to have guys really commit to run the floor. And he really kind of jogged a lot tonight in transition. So I, I, I just wonder maybe if he's not feeling all that great. Uh, the Thunder on the other side of things, they were 15 of 38 from three, 39 and a half percent. So both teams shot it okay from three, not terrible. Uh, they, they shot the ball certainly better than they shot it against Minnesota on, on Saturday night. But uh, I'm sure Coach Snyder would like to see those attempts go up a little bit. I know they averaged 35 last year and they had 36 tonight, but you know, that's something we've been talking about all through the offseason and preseason. They want to see that number go up, yeah. And, um, Really, that's like we had that debate at the end of the, the game in crosstalk, but I think that that's really the, the, the way you're going to find maybe five or six more threes a game um, is maybe some early opportunities. But again, everybody's got to be involved and it's got to make it happen. So um, I, I feel like the Jazz, you know, for the most part, um, have, a, have a real feel for what their identity is now. It's just honing in and getting kind of a flow and getting some comfort, guys feeling comfortable. All right, let's go back to Oklahoma City. Donovan Mitchell now is addressing the media. First up, Tony Jones, the athletic. When what what are the counters for you when somebody like Lou Dort is 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 uh, guarding you and being physical with you, and is you know just as athletic as he is to be able to move his feet and stay in front uh, when you try to go off the dribble? What are some of the counters to that? I think, I think a lot of it, you know. First off, gotta give the Got to give him credit, man. Like, he's a hell of a defender. You know, he's worked on his and then he's worked on his three point shot. But you know, that's that's what it is. I give him his credit. But you know, the biggest thing I feel like, you know, he's he's. I like to use my physicality, and so does he. You know, it kind of feeds into the defender if you're not getting those foul calls. So, biggest thing is just one, staying the course. You know, throughout the entire game, there's certain shots that I missed that I feel like I could make. You know, and you know, I think that's just staying the course and staying with it. But being able, I think you saw. Um, the back cut I had late in game, like it took me four quarters to realize that that's another way to kind of counter that aggression as opposed to running into a brick wall every single time. Um, and then on top of that, just trusting my teammates. You know, there are times where I don't even need to be on the ball. You know, me being in the corner keeps the defense looking one way. You know, you got Mike feeding the big, feeding Rudy, feeding Fave. You know, you got Boyan running stuff outside of just for myself. I think it's a big, big thing that I've, I've been doing. And, you know, this the shots are going to fall eventually. You know, I'm not really too you know, worried about it. You know, he, he played a great game on me personally defensively, uh, but, you know, 
at the end of the day, you just got to find ways to continue to push through because, you know, at the end, like I said, at the end of the game, the ball's going to be in my hand. And, you know, if I stay upset or stay, you know, whatever, you know, that shot doesn't fall. All right, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Hey, Don, um, last couple games, seen a little bit of, uh, you know, offensive struggles there as a team, which just with the turnovers and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Why is that happening and how do you iron those things out? Well, it's just, you know, both teams, you know, with Minnesota and, um, and OKC just been aggressive against us. I think just being able to, to push through and, and push through the aggressiveness, the, the mental the mental part of our game, because like you saw in Portland, when we're clicking mentally, you know, it's it's, you know, it's night and day. Like you look at how, how flawless our execution was. There are times when, you know, that pressure takes us out of what we want to do. Um, and then you can't get to certain shots for Mike or JC, Joe. Um, and then when shots don't fall, we got to play, uh, continue to play defense. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's game three. You know, I, I think, you know, I don't think we're, we're, you know, overreacting, but there are things that we see we need to improve on. You know, if this was Jan if this was February, March, you know, I think, and this is a continuous thing, I think we would, uh, you know, it'd be time to, to panic, but we're not pushing the panic button, you know, staying the course, pushing through. And, you know, we saw we could be, you know, what we can be, I should say, and what we will be when we continue to just push through. And, you know, they, these both teams, Minnesota and OKC, came out with great energy. And we just got to be able to match it and, and find ways to push you. Games aren't going to be easy. We're not going to win every game by 40. But these are games that we have to win. And we came out and did that. And, you know, the, spot, the ball's going to go in the end of the day. It's just the effort on defense and continue to be active. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, John, we just talked to Boyan, and he had said that he's still kind of working through getting used to being back on the court after being gone for so long and that maybe he's forcing some things and taking shots he wouldn't normally take. What can you guys do as teammates to kind of help him along with that? Um, I think, you know, the biggest thing is I tell Boyan to shoot every time he touches it <laughs> um, just because we have that's the faith we have as a team in him. Um, and like you said, he's been out for, for an extended period of time, you know, shortened preseason, shortened training camp you know I think there's a lot for us to kind of you know figure out a lot of us really haven't played you know throughout we kind of took that time off from playing because it was such a quick turnaround and that's not to make an excuse don't get me wrong at all but I think just like you said finding the rhythm you know we found things that we were successful at in the bubble and then when you add you know Boyan back you know who's a 20 point per game scorer you know you got to be able to understand that the same looks may not be there and it's not a bad thing just being able to find everybody and get in the rhythm and you know Portland was a great barometer of what that looks like when things are clicking. And now we just got to continue to do it with, through aggressiveness. And we've seen this before. We, we've done this before. And at the end of the day, this is game three. Um, like I said, so we'll, we'll continue to find ways. It's been two, you know, you look at the two games, we were right there. We, we lose to Minnesota by two. Um, we get a five second call on a potential game winning shot. And then on, on this one. So, you know, there are things that we're, we're doing, even though we're not hitting shots, we're playing defense, we're communicating and, you know, we're, we're pushing through our mistakes. And I think that's what good teams do, you know, cause it's not going to be perfect, especially early. Um, and I think with Boyan, just continue to take those shots, man. And we all have faith in, in his abilities. And we know that he works hard. He's been working hard to get back and, you know, we're not too worried and he'll, he'll be good. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Donovan, obviously the last time you guys were in Oklahoma City, it was a momentous night for you individually, you know, the team, the league, uh, you know, all the sports world pretty much. What was it like being back? Kind of what were the emotions going through it? And, and uh, yeah, what does it mean to, to emerge victorious from it? Um, 
weird, I guess. Um, I don't think, you know, we kind of, I don't think we harped on it. You know, it's kind of just like a, a moment where you're like, oh, like we're back, same hotel. I had the same room, um, believe it or not, which is which is ironic. But I think um, just with the, with the no fans and with everything, like it's 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 a moment you have, a moment in time, and then you, you realize that it's it's kind of crazy. And I said this before, I think to you, Eric, like it's the same year, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like it's still the same year from all that, and you know it's been it feels like it was forever ago. But you know I don't think we we really thought about it too much. We had a moment where we got here. It was like, all right, we're back and. You know, and, you know, we're still kind of going through things and we've seen a lot happen in this in this whole time as a league, as a country, as a, as a world. Um, but, you know, I think the biggest thing is, you know, we came out victorious and ready to go home. All right. That's all the time we have. Thank you. That was Donovan Mitchell uh, tonight. Donovan had 20 points on eight of 23 shooting two of 10 from three. Uh, two of four from the line added five assists and two rebounds. But of course that last play uh, going against uh, Lou Dort uh, really or won the game for the jazz. And he obviously uh, complimented Dort on his defense at the beginning of that, Tim, but I loved what he said about uh, Bogdanovich where, uh, and this is, I think where Donovan is a really good teammate. You know, he said, I want him to shoot every single time. That's the confidence we have in him. And that's, uh, you know, how good he is. I want him to shoot every time he gets the ball. And uh, as Don, Donovan kind of emerges into this this leader, and he has been for several years. I mean, it's nothing new, but uh, you know that sort of stuff really stands out to me. Yeah, he, his communication ability, you know, in the way he he kind of co- talks about the game, even in the media, uh, shows you he's got a great understanding of what they want to do, um, and and understands, you know, when you know, it's quick to say, hey, you know, when he makes mistakes, when the team doesn't do what they're supposed to do. Um, I just like it. I, I feel like there's a, a real level of accountability with Donovan. And I'm happy because it was really trending toward an awful night for him. Um, you know, he took that, that step back three and missed it. Um, and, and the Jazz were able to eat, get a stop and then get the ball back in his hands. Um, but it was maturity to drive it. And that's what you always want to do in that situation and then have the, you know, the skill to be able to kind of stop on a dime and throw that thing off the glass. But it's always nice to learn a lesson when there's some positive stuff happens and you win. You know, I, with Gordon, I've had a, this conversation a number of times where, you know, do you go with the hot hand or do you go with your guy? And, uh, you know, I'm of the philosophy that, hey, I if the game's on the line and I'm coaching the Utah Jazz, I want Donovan Mitchell with the ball in his hands. You know, that doesn't mean he has to take the the the, the shot always necessarily. I mean, maybe he creates for somebody else. But he's the guy that you want that based around. You know, I I always gave Gordon the example, you know, if the game was on the line in the bottom of the ninth inning and Tony Gwynn was 0 for 4 in the game, you still want Tony Gwynn at the plate when when the game's absolutely on the line. And that's even against Minnesota where it wasn't a terrific performance from him. He had that burst of energy in the fourth quarter that almost, uh, you know, got the win in that game where they really didn't play that well. And in this game, he's not playing well, but in the fourth quarter when they need it the most, he's the one creating and he's the one going to the basket against the other team's best defender. And you can see that kind of unshakable confidence with him. And I think you need that. I mean, you would know more than I uh, haven't coached for so long, but it feels like, you know, teams need that person to, to lean on regardless of how the game's going. Yeah. There's, there's a couple different schools of thought. I mean, the first one is and I, and it's kind of where I reside as well. You put the ball in your best player's hand because what you're going to do at that point is make the defense react, right? If you're if you're going to ISO them out, are they going to run another guy and really just give you an easy shot? 
Um, but if you put the ball in your best player's hands, nine times out of ten, I think good things are going to happen. The other thing you can do is you can run something tricky, and you can try to trick them, you know, set up something all night long and then run something late um, to try to get a back cut or, or something like that. But uh, if it's for my money, I, I think it's ex- they, they exactly what I would do. Um, put the ball in Donovan's hands and let him make the decision because he, he's not just a great scorer. I think he's got a really good feel for the game. And if he's covered, he will. He'll kick it. And so made a great play, got past Dort and was able to get that floater. And uh, Mike Conley on that play, and he, we've talked a lot about him tonight because he was very good. He's the one who kind of got things rolling by getting around the corner, as Locke put it, and uh, got the defense scrambling on their heels, and Donovan took uh, took advantage. So uh, that's what you want out of your best player, that kind of fearlessness to to go win a ball game for you. And again, that doesn't necessarily mean he has to take the last shot, but he's the one who's kind of getting that attention. Michael Jordan, when he hit... Uh, you know, B.J. Armstrong or Paxton or whatever. I mean, he he made that correct pass because the defense uh, reacted to what it was. He even he hit Kerr once, too. I he mean, did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's that very school of thought. I mean, Jordan gets it. What are you going to do? And then, you know, then Jordan's going to make the decision uh, on the fly. And that's why you pay the guy as much as you pay him. And that's why you he's the face of the franchise. But um, I'm with that, that, that school of thought every time. All right. We want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback available now. Mark Miller Subaru. Uh, learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Mark Miller, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. 110 to 109 is your final. We get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Conley comes to get it. Conley drives the left hand. Bounces to Donovan, guarded by Dort. Ten seconds left. Drives to the left hand, puts it off the glass, and in Donovan Mitchell puts the Jazz up by one. 110-109 with seven seconds to play. There it is. That's your play of the game, of course. Good call by David Locke. Play of the game brought to you by Larry H. Miller dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHM Auto. Driven by you. That is the game winner from Donovan Mitchell as the Jazz win 110-109. Post game, of course, brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Then, of course, seven seconds remained for Oklahoma City to get off one last shot. And uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander took it right at Rudy Gobert. And uh, not so much. Good defense by Rudy. Yeah, it is interesting how Oklahoma City tried to attack it. And um like David said, all three facets of the play were, were involved Rudy, so that was good for the Jazz. Uh, but Rudy did a great job of, of protecting, first of all, on the pick and roll, and then, you know, sinking, dropping, and contesting the shot. Kind of funny that in the post game, in the post game, Rudy goes, There's a narrative out there that I'm not very good defending on the perimeter. And he, and he says, The numbers would say something different. But it is, you know, what's funny about Rudy is, is, and I don't know, I would imagine a lot of players do this, maybe aren't quite so open about it, but uh, I'll tell you what, he uses a lot of that narrative stuff to really motivate him to be a better basketball player. And if you look at how much he's really improved uh, from day one in the league and to where he's at right now, and, and Rudy's by, you know, not the perfect player by by any means, but, you know, he really does take that stuff and and say, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to show you. And so I'm, I'm sure... 
Uh, the the jazz coaching staff don't hate it that much that Rudy pays attention to the narrative because he he really spins it in his own way. No, he does, and, and I agree with you. I think his his development, you know, just just physically, if you take a look at what they drafted physically, uh, and compared to what he's turned into, and then um, you know to be an all star and to uh, basically anchor the Jazz defense and and really facilitate all the offense. Uh, he, he, he definitely is is a guy that uh, it makes a lot of sense why the Jazz threw a bunch of money at him and, um, you know, really are going to ride ride he and Donovan hopefully to a place we haven't been in a while. I thought Rudy also was much more um, uh, played much tougher tonight. And again, I think Rudy's actually been really, really good in all three games. But I have this uh, image stuck in my head of the Minnesota game where he went up to lay it up and lost control of the ball. And it ended up being a turnover tonight, particularly in the first half, uh, really right out of the gate for him. He's going up and dunking those balls. And I think that's important that he doesn't lose sight of that. You know, you're he's a big, strong dude. Go up and, and finish those plays with authority. Be aggressive. And I think that's something he can concentrate on and do. And the other thing that's real positive is the connection between he and Mike. Right. You know, because that was that was I think that narrative got driven into the ground last year, honestly. Um, I think numbers wise, I think they started to get better and figuring it out. But the one play stands out down the stretch in my mind when Mike turns the corner and kind of looks off the defender and then late, you know, a late pass to Rudy, who then scoops that thing and puts it in. Um, and and those are, you know, you get the ball to Rudy around three feet, you know, three feet and in with nobody between he and the basket. That's a really good option. That's a that's a bucket. That's a bucket. Yeah, that's coming. And I'm glad you pointed that play out because I think that, you know, you heard Mike talk about how much he's worked on it with Rudy. That's that's got to be reps, right? Where you understand where he's going to be, and if you pause just for an extra second. He's going to have an open shot. I think it was Boone who said it during the broadcast. Like, Mike had a shot there. I mean, he could have taken either that floater or he could have gone up to the to the rim, but he faked the pass, paused for an extra second, and knew where Rudy was going to be. And mo- probably most importantly, got him the ball where he could handle it. Because really, if you if you throw Rudy the ball or so, it would seem to me, below the waist. I mean, there's, what, a 50% chance he's, he's going to do something with that, maybe less. But you get him the ball up where he can just go up with it, and it makes a huge difference. Yeah, and to, and to his credit, and this has been talked about too, but I do think there is, you know, a familiarity and just playing with guys in, in time, they get that, that feeling, um, you know, and it's just it's what's great to see are, are two guys that, um, you know, and he, and Gobert, who I'm speaking of, and Mike Conley to have the nights like they've had, uh, and they've been consistent. They've, seriously, they have been a, a real bright spot through three games for the Jazz. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, um, you, you know, sometimes uh, we get caught up when the Jazz don't necessarily have nice nights. We assume that uh, everybody didn't have a good game. And truth is, uh, you're right, both those guys have been good in the first three games where other players haven't. And we've seen when they're all on the same page like the Portland game, and that's really something else. But, uh, you know, those two have been good. And that's that's good news for the Jazz because they need – I mean, they need Mike Conley to, to play well. They really do. I mean, they're – they're paying him that salary, of course, and uh, they traded for it. And they knew what they were getting, but they 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 were get they want they need an impact player, and that's why they traded for him. And I think they've gotten that. They certainly got it tonight. Impact player and a guy who's got. I, I just my the reason I've never given up on this guy is because I just think his character is that right. You yeah. play that long in the league, you don't get a technical foul, and that's saying something about your ability to kind of, kind of control situations. Um, 
And so, yeah, I, I'm really happy for Mike. And um, like you said, now it's just a matter of getting everybody on the same page and have more nights like Portland. But what's important about tonight is they wrestled. They really did. They wrestled an L. It was in. It was kind of starting to plant in the L column. Yeah. You know, especially when Donovan missed that that three. Um, so they had to get us. St- things had to start kind of going right. Uh, but they wrestled that loss away, threw it in the win column. And let's remember this one as we go through the season. You know, when seeding comes and everything else, this is one that, um, unlike the other night, they, they couldn't wrestle it away. They tried, but tonight they got it. All right, if you're just uh, jumping into your car this fine Monday evening, uh, the Jazz got, uh, or excuse me, had three players with 20 points or more. Bogdanovich with 23 on 8 of 17 shooting, 5 of 9 from 3. Donovan with 20. Uh, took him 23 shots to get there, 8 of 23. Uh, Mike Conley, 20 points, 8 of 15 shooting. He had uh, 9 assists and 10 rebounds. Really nice night for him. Jordan Clarkson with 16 coming in off the bench. Derek Favors with 6. Rudy Gobert uh, with uh, 12, 10, 4 assists and uh, and 4 block shots for the Thunder. Lou Dort, he was the player of the game for them for sure. 26 points, 9 of 11 shooting, Tim. 5 of 7 from 3. Had some uh, Played some nice defense on Donovan Mitchell, although uh, did give up that final bucket to Donovan. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 23 points and 9 of 21 shooting. Uh, George Hill with 14 points. And George Hill had a couple of offensive rebounds, including one that almost won the game for him. Yeah, that was a big one. And I don't know how he snuck in there. I, I was trying to watch the replay, but not only did – he sneak in there and get it, but somehow the Jazz were outnumbered and he kicked that thing out to Dort, who I said was not a great shooter, and, and he buried the shot, and you chuckled. I did. Um, so that's two in a row. I, I said Bogey's going to have a big night against Minnesota. That would be a ah, and Dort's not a great consistent shooter ah, tonight. Stop jinxing these uh, these players. i got to stop making yeah. absolute comments. Just <laughs> roll with, with uh, generalities. All right, give us uh, give us some final thoughts here, Tim, before we turn the page to the Phoenix Suns coming in Thursday. Well, there's a ton of familiarity coming in with the Suns, so they're going to be ahead. They, they know personnel. They know scheme. Um, so hopefully, it, you know, the next couple of days, they, they've played a few games here kind of close together, so have a little bit of a break um, and then encounter their first back-to-back on New Year's Eve and New Year's. Um, but in terms of heading into Phoenix, just I think most importantly get home uh, get rested up, get guys feeling good. I know Bogey talked about his wrist, and you know at this point you've you played a couple games, but things are starting to kind of bug you now. So just make sure you're you're healthy, feel good, and um, and then get home in front of the 1,500 crazy fans here in the Vivint and see what we can do with the Suns. All right, we want to remind you to go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. We want to say big thanks to Lock and Boone doing a terrific job tonight. Uh, thanks to Amanda Smith, our broadcast assistant. Thanks to Alex Lundberg, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thank you very much, Lundy. Uh, thank you, Tim Lacombe. It's good to see you. I'll see you uh, New Year's Eve, buddy. We're, we're going to have a New Year's together. Yes, it's uh, it's been in the cards for some time. You know, I've known you a long time, but we're going we're gonna to have a New Year's Eve to remember here. Maybe not studio. as wild as it would have been 15 years ago, but it's still enjoyable yeah, nonetheless. 12 years I was at BYU, so 50, yeah, 3, 15. That would, that would get me clear. Then. That was yeah. a little I still people when people I got that job people are like what bishop did you pay off to get that <laughs> get that dude to sign your ecclesiastical endorsement. Man, you and I were just young bucks when I met you way back in the yeah. day. Yeah. I vaguely remember covering you and I were covering a Utah football game. Yeah. Back in the day, and uh, we were younger then, 
and we were down on the field and didn't have a whole lot of cares. That was like we had life pretty good back then, my friend. Yeah, we we sh- we shared our good buddy Ryan Hatch. Uh, oh yeah, our boy. Uh, That's who introduced us, I yeah. think. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think so. All right, your final one ten one oh nine. Jazz beat the Thunder. Up next, they take on the Phoenix Suns in this building coming up on Thursday night. That game will tip off at seven. Pre-game will begin at six, and of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.